Tell your neighbor, say hallelujah. Well, we're busy in a series and about, and this is the last of it, uh, faith to end strong. Now, I came out of the Blue Rockies many years ago where they had buns, hats. Men wore white shirts with dull ties and suits and uh, never in the church without a jacket. And with the, that railway shunter boot shoes with the round front part. And if you dare use anything else, you're from the devil. We all had glasses. Now my brother poked my eye out when I was a child. And so I'm wearing glasses, I think since I've been 16. And that year, they only allow you to have, the, some of them are new in the fashion now. You look like a nerd on vacation, that black frames. You know, that's a few sizes bigger than your face. And, and uh, so no fashion, no jewelry, no nothing. And we thought, that's what excites God. Because we look from the outside, my Lord, the children's mother, we were young in ministry and she had a big bun, a bola. When we walk on the on the pave walk, it looks like I'm pushing a Vespa scooter with the spare wheel at the back. That's how big her bola was. And we thought that was the most phenomenal thing to be holy. That excites God. No! Then I discover Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6 says, Without faith. Now there's a word, it's same in the Greek, the Hebrew, the Latin, the Portuguese, the Fanagalo, the Zulu, the Kosa, Afrikaans, English, whatever word you want to translate it to. Without faith, it is impossible to, to please and be satisfactory to him. That word faith means God said it. Say with me. Say, God said it. I believe it. Now I say it and I do it. That's what faith is. Faith is believing God beyond your natural feeling, beyond logic or reason, beyond everything, because it's that I want to see the end product what I believe God for. You are sitting in international ministry, and it's not just international because uh, there's different nations coming together. This ministry is in different nations. And if you go to certain places in America, you will hear they start, I am what the Word says I am. I can do what the Word says I can do. They got it from here. Because and people of impact. So how did that start? It started when we moved to Cape Town. Children were little. Took over a church with three ladies. Here on the N1 on that side. No money. No hope. All the attacks against us. AWB was the devil. First the AWB and then the devil. And you know what AWB stands for? Amal Volba Clay. And it's the same like job, you know. Oh, I have my job. My business is my job. It's my security. No, it stands for just over broke. So you need to know God. So that's when I started with sharing every Saturday night and Sunday. And we start, and it was challenging times. And what I mean challenging, they cut the brake pipes, turn the wheel nuts loose, turn the driving shaft loose, put sugar in the petrol tank. They try, I was twice, three times nearly assassinated. And all the stories I tell always sounds like Hollywood stuff. But this is real. And because this is a reality, I can only teach you how you will enter into a new year. Now, every time when you are in church, I'm not going church because I need to soothe that it's a ritual that I go to church. 
I go there because I discover I leak. And sometimes you, if you don't fill yourself, you'll run on empty. Now when you run on empty, you're dangerous. Because that's when you don't make logic or, not logic, godly uh, mindset decisions for the journey. Now, this is what happened. That's why the parable of the sower and faith is the key. How do I get into faith? By what I hear. Turn to your neighbor say, be cautious what you hear in this life. Now, now when you discover what Scripture was telling, and I'm speaking to you this morning, and in most of the campuses they will, about the enemies to your faith. <clears throat> this is a very vital, important to understand. I wish I could just tell you a nice story, and then that that story will help you to be significant in this life. The story is not going to help you. The Bible is full of stories. People how to run away. God said, Nineveh. And they run to Tarsus. <laughs> Peter, Jesus, I'll die with you. Before the cock crow, you will deny me three times. So life is full of challenges and Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20, if they can put it up there, I've got different translations here, but you can put it up, uh, excuse me, Galatians, he says, I have been crucified with Christ in him, have shared his crucifixion, it's no longer I who live, listen to that part, we don't like that part. We like the logic of, I am on the face of the earth and I am in charge. Oh, it's no longer I who live, but Christ, the Messiah, he lives in me. Listen to this. And the life I now live in this body. Listen, people, in this earth suit. I live by faith, in by at Adherence to and reliance on and complete trust in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. Now that's a big mouthful if you understand that scripture. That's what Satan hates. He doesn't want you that why you live now in the body to live in submission to what he who lives inside of us. Now, the thing is, if the enemy can get to your conscience, and he can dull your conscience, that's connected, your spirit man is connected to the spirit world. This body is connected to the earth. That's why people see you. Your, 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 your people that deceive doesn't sit here. It's impossible. <laughs> you can only, people that's on the face of the earth, is the ones that you see in the body. Help me. Das nie spoke nie. O masavanya loop nie rond nie. Then it's the evil spirit. Help me. And scripture says we war not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. Let me just see where does the town clerk sit here before I say that. Okay, he's not here. And against municipalities. And against the evil forces of darkness. So that's your, your, your enemy. The enemy operates because he knows that's the reason. While I am here on the face of the earth, what I live right now is a faith journey. It's not by what I feel, not by what my senses wants to tell me. Have you discovered you cannot always trust your mind? Help me somebody. And that's what Galatians 2.20 says. 
because the devil wants you to do the same thing, same old, same old, all the time and expect a different result. You cannot carry on if 2023 can stop all the mistakes, all the failures, all the bad times you had, all the battles you are fighting. Listen, if you want to change your 2024, I cannot be in the same cycle all over. Now, excuse me, and that I'm being a bit... Women understand cycles. Men doesn't. They, they just suffer under the cycle. Okay, some of you got the word now, right now. I didn't say any bear. I'm very graphic maybe, but this is the thing. Because there's three enemies of your personal peace. Regrets over yesterday's mistakes. Anxiety over tomorrow's challenges. Ingratitude for today's blessing. That three enemies to your peace will rob you. And when that robs you, it takes you in another level. That's why be humble or you're going to stumble. <laughs> now, now, one thing that I've learned when I face many challenges on the journey. Crows flies in a group. But eagles flies alone. If you want to be an eagle in life, there's a journey. You don't have, you don't, you see the father eagle and the mother eagle and the little eaglet. And God called us, God used the word eagle in the Bible. Those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength and they will be like an eagle. Now, now, the enemy wants you to be an ostrich with your head in the sand. You were born to be an eagle. This young boy on the farm, and I did it myself because I grew on on a small farm. I always took eggs and put it under chickens. And this eagle egg end up in the chicken coop. When all the little chicks hatch, this egg took a while, and it hatched. Looked different, but he didn't know he was different. He just went with the flow. And when all the little chicks try and flap their wings, he also flapped his wings, but he felt this lift off. And then he limited himself. Until one day, as he developed his feathers, he looked in the stream where they were drinking water and he discovered, I am in the wrong clan. I was born here amongst the chickens. I tried to be a chicken, but my nature inside of me, because he grew in size, and when that chicken started, flapping their wings. He lift his long wings and the wind came and lift him high. And he said, I was born to be an eagle, not to be a chicken. What does the eagle do? When the storm comes, the chickens needs to run for cover. He spread his wings we in that phase, even how difficult it may be, you have a choice until midnight. Either I'm a chicken, or I'm an ostrich, or I'm going to stretch my wings so that the wind of the Spirit can lift me. Because when the storm comes, he let the wind pick him up. He get in the current. And then he soar high, high and higher until he's above the storm. That's what's going to separate the chickens from the eagles in 2024. It's strange when a crow tries to attack the eagle. 
He doesn't fight back. He just fly higher. And the crow lung capacity cannot take the thin air. And he dropped dead. You see, this is the most powerful, this whole story that I preach about the eagle Christian. And this is what God is doing because your 2024 is going to be great. Now, somebody posted yesterday these false prophets that said it's going to be a great year. No, you and I decide how it's going to be with God. If God said it's the year of the great harvest, now, you can write this in writing. And the prodigals are coming home. Hear the word of the Lord. I don't care how they run, where they are. The prodigals are coming home in this year. And I've seen prophetic words the moment when I release it in America. Within 24 hours, it happened. 12 hours actually. It happened that the prodigals are coming home. For those that are connected to the divine plan, listen people, because the strategy of the enemy is after one thing in your life, the word. He hates the word. Now, faith in the hand, listen, is that takes the things we need from God. That's what faith does. It takes what you need out of the hand of God and bring it into reality. Everything Jesus purchased for us on Calvary can be obtained by faith. Now there's a story in the Bible and I've been reading out of Joshua and God turned and I spoke about that before. From a dead Moses, from a dead situation, because God is not in the dead business. What feels dead right now in your life journey? God is about to call Lazarus come forth. Help me somebody. His sister said they first accuse him because it was Jesus' friend. And uh, that's where you read Jesus cried in Scripture about Lazarus, not about him, he's dead, but because of their unbelief. The one sister said, if you were here, this wouldn't happen. Accusation. Help me somebody. And then Jesus said, man, I am the resurrection and life. She said, no, one day he'll be resurrected. He said, no, I am. And the next moment he said, roll away the stone. And then he called. Now there's a reason that Jesus called the name Lazarus. If he just said, come forth, every dead person in that grave will come out. Lazarus, come forth. And here he came jumping because he was in grave clothes. And then he said, loose him now. You see, you can be out of the tomb, but you can still be bound by grave clothes. Your peace is gone. Your future that you hope for. Now, now, take this as a truth and put it in writing somewhere on your life journey. That you can always remember this. When God wants to restore and promote you. He's not going to use an angel. He will use a human being to walk into your life. Most of us who sit here had bad experiences, bad relationships, bad marriages. My word, you may be with the next person or you go through a storm, you're in a storm, you're busy coming out of a storm. It was bad. How did God get you out to restore you? Somebody walked into your life. Help me. Tasha went on a camp. And she came back and she said, I'm going to marry a man with arms this big. And I think, dear Jesus, all here Mickey Mouse is what she had, but not arms had. Where is he coming from? 
And then the next moment, Vian is there. And they got married. Because he walked in. I'm just giving an example. Lamzel, the day when she, you now the children hated when I preached them. Well, he had a girlfriend. She looks like a locust. She was working there in the spa or somewhere in Oatshorn. And I get to think, here he did and then he met Gwen. See, there's always. Lanzel, the day when she told me she's going to marry JJ, for three days I couldn't speak. I was shocked. And then on the third day, like Jesus rose from the dead, I decide, okay, if that's going to be. Now, there's nothing wrong with JJ. It's just all the guys she had, all these preachers and everybody. And, and I was thinking, my word. You see, now, whenever God, somewhere in your life, a preacher, a Christian walk in your life, when you were at the lowest of the low, and they came with hope. Now, this is the truth of life. A woman was caught red-handed. Met haar ding op haar enkels. Ab on television, yeah, broadcasting, whatever, fly now. She was caught red-handed, a prostitute. The disciples brought her to be stoned. But Jesus walked in. And he said, the one who's without any fault... Start writing. Pick up the first stone and throw. And then they th throw the stones down. And when Jesus looked around, there was nobody. And he said, where's your accusers? He said, I don't accuse you either, but go and sin no more. When God wants to promote you, he'll send a person in your life. Sometimes it's not the Arnold Schwarzeneggers. Sometimes somebody different. But it's God. When the enemy wants to demolish you, God will send eagles in your life. When Satan wants to demolish you, he'll send the crows that are scavengers. They just make noise. Sit, they try Give you wrong information. Help me, somebody. Now you say, Gustav, where are you going? Uh, I'll, you, you'll see in a minute. Because this is the key word to help you to be repositioned. We, we, we don't like, we, we hate the unfamiliar. We hate the unfamiliar. We, we, we are comfortable with things that we know of. If you go in Blukombos, Wallisdeen, where we work, and Fisanta, whatever place it may be, where people live in a tiny shack, and it's hot now. All what they live for is for that shack, while there's something bigger. Because they are caught up. Now, normal people everywhere in life, it's like that. I'm not just belittle that. While there's something bigger, People live in this small world. While God said, I called you to be a world changer, a history maker, a planet shaker, to change the atmospheres. Because if he lives in you, that scripture we were reading, he's the hope of our glory. When everything falls away, he gave you a word, and that's what he gave Joshua. Joshua, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Moses died, and uh, Moses never saw the promised land. Why? Remember the story. First time God said, hit the rock. People were thirsty, and water came out in the desert. Second time God said, don't hit the rock, speak to the rock, but... 
Moses was so angry. And he took the same staff. And he hit the rock. And the next moment water came out. And then God had an appointment with him. He said, because you did not follow my instruction. You will see the promised land. But you will never enter it. He was, Moses was God's choice. To take the people in. He said, because you are misrepresenting me to the people. You say, I am angry. Moses, it's not me who is angry. It's you who is angry. And now in Joshua chapter 1, Moses died. He saw the promised land. He never walked in. Now the two men that came back with the positive, with faith. You're either part of the ten, the majority, or part of the two, the minority, that believe God can do it. The majority says, God said, but. I have a word from God, but. God has a plan, but. That but word cancel everything. You don't curse when you say thunder and lightning. You curse when you say, God said, but. Help me, somebody. I preach better than what you say, amen, this morning. So somebody say, just amen. Say, hallelujah. Well, well preach with me this morning because I want to take you quickly. Here in Joshua chapter 1, because the enemy that disconnects you. Remember what is Satan's plan? He, the parable of the sower. He wants to come and snatch away what was sown in your heart. That was in the book of Matthew chapter 13. And that's who was sown along the roadside. As for those who are sown on thin rocky soil, it is he who hears the word at once, welcomes and accepts it with joy. Yet it has no real root in him, but it's temporary, inconstant, last but a little while, and when affliction or trouble or persecution comes on account of the word, at once he is caused to stumble. He is, my word, begins to distrust and assert him whom he ought to trust and obey, and he falls away. But here's the one, 22. As for what was sown among thorns. Listen. This is he who hears the word. But the cares of the world. Now say you overcome the cares of the world. Listen, Satan's next trick. And that's where the devil is operating right now. On the face of the earth with this. Preachers will tell you all over the world since COVID. He comes with the pleasures and the delights and the glamour and the deceitfulness of riches for one reason. Choke and suffocate the word and it yields no fruit. But he, blessed, happy, Fortunate and to be envied are your eyes because they do see and your ear hear. But here's the other one. He says, as for what was sown, 23, on good soil, it's he who hears the word, grasp it, comprehends it. He indeed bears fruit and yields in one case a hundred times as much as was sown. Now Jesus said, if you don't understand this parable of the sower, you don't understand life at all. So here it comes. That's why God told the dead Joshua, uh, the living Joshua, after Moses died. And listen what God told him. He said to him, Joshua, be strong and be confident. Now I want to give you something quick out of that. Because in verse 9, and this is a thing that we need to understand. 
Fear comes first when things are changing in your life. We're afraid of change. When God told me I'll travel the nations, I stood yesterday in front of the Arthur Seat Mansions. It was called the Arthur Seat Hotel. In 1993, on October the 25th, it was a Monday morning at 10 o'clock. Nicky van der Westeisten, the big preacher, was killed that day, him and his wife, Lindy, in my car. But that morning, Nicky told me, he phoned me, we decided the previous night after wheelchairs were empty, the blind saw, the deaf heard, cancers disappeared in that service at Big Lovedal. We have a bigger campus than this, a 3,000, 3,500-seater facility there where there's a service right now going. We decide on that platform he's going to leave with my car tomorrow, come back next weekend. He told me four things that will happen. He's coming a new president, 1993. He's not white, he's not brown, he's not Indian, he's black. Second thing, God's not going to share his glory with no man. Big names will start disappearing. It will start in South Africa. will happen. I've seen the new president came. I've seen how big names disappeared. The third thing he said, God said, I'm going to use the rejects in the end time. People that came through the mole, that understand pain and hurt, the broken vessels. And when he, he said, especially the rejects, then I knew there was hope for me. And the fourth thing he told me, I stood there yesterday, I was very emotional. And he said, God said, you must make a choice. You can have a normal church and retire one day. Or you can impact a person, a community, and the nations of the world. He said, but God said, I leave the choice to you. This is my plan A for you, but you choose. I wish, ladies and gentlemen, I wish God was in that kind of personality that he could grab us on our necks, get us in a Nelson, and say, I force you to do it. But God doesn't do it. Because he wants you to demonstrate Satan is the father of all lies. God wants you, that's the scripture we were reading, that you would believe his word. Believe what he said. Believe what he revealed to you. Above anything. And then that's his plan. You see, whenever God speak a word, and this is what he told Joshua, because this phrase I just made, fear comes first when things are changing in your life. And then discouragement comes. Because we're afraid to get out of the boat and obey that word. Help me, somebody. We are afraid to yield to the instruction. Twelve disciples sit in the boat. The storm is there. They have a word from Jesus, go to the other side. So that was the word. Jesus didn't say, go to the other side. There's a storm and you're all going to drown. No. The other side, in the midst of the storm, the enemy creates the storm. Peter challenged him, if it's you, command me to come. Jesus didn't say, Peter, come. He gave the invitation to all 12. They were afraid of change. Peter took the word. As long as his eyes was on Jesus, he walked. The moment when he looked at the storm, at the past, at the negativity, he starts sinking. What was Jesus' response to him? 
Because the word of the Lord God wants you much further in your 2024 than what you are right now in the last hours of your 2023. Come on, people. This is what needs to happen because, and when you start dealing with discouragement, and you know, as you sit there, what's the easiest way to go back? If somebody was an alcoholic, what's the first thing when trouble comes? He's looking for the white horse that he can. Or for the pop sock. Because he feels that's the thing that's going to help him. Listen. Fear. You know when you're in fear, you say, I don't know what to do. I heard a mm there. Who's, who said that mm? Where are you? Mm. Come here, mm. Come here. Just because, and please don't put it on the media that I pay people to say, mm. come here, lovey. Go and buy yourself a, a hamburger. Buy yourself a, a chicken from the Woolworths. Don't go to pick and pay. They're full of piri-piri. I was there yesterday. Horrible. After the death of Moses on landing, God turned to Joshua and he said, my servant is dead. That's how God deals when your life is over because he understands the moment when you finish this race, you can do nothing. He said, so now arise, take his place. Go over the Jordan. Go over the Jordan. Go to the promised land. And you and all this people into the land which I given to them, the Israelites, 40-something years past. Every place upon which the sole of your foot shall tread, that have I given to you as I promised Moses. Five, I will not fail you or forsake you. Six, be strong. Turn to your neighbor, say, be strong. Listen, there's a reason that God said be strong. Because Joshua and the whole team didn't know there's going to be a circumcision. Then they need to march around the walls of Jericho. That's all in the plan. So your assignment for 2024 is to be strong. There's certain... For all the crows in your life, say no. But for the eagles, embrace them that they can take you higher. The awesome story about the eaglet, when the, as the mother feeds the little eagle, she built the, the nest with thorns right on the edge of the cliff. And then she tried anything. But she had a, a rabbit skin or a sheep skin laid out when she laid the egg. So when the nest become comfortable, and this eaglet is now at the point that he can learn to fly, what she first did, she plucked out that skin because she built it with thorns that the thorns will start pricking the, the little eaglet to move out of the nest to the cliffside. And then when he doesn't want to, she starts flapping her wings and create. That little eaglet is afraid of change, comfortable in this nest. Now, have you discovered whenever God gives you a word, many times it doesn't make sense? Pastor Yaku used the example I always use. Logic and reason, God creates a white cow with black spots it's green grass, gives white milk and yellow butter. You tell me how that works. You cannot declare it. Because logic is your enemy. But faith is your 
servant. It's a friend to take you, to catapult you, to take you higher. So what she does, she creates the wind. And the next moment, this little eaglet cannot stand the force, and he tumbles. And then she sweeps down. He tumbles. She wants him to spread his wings to pick up the current. And then she, as he tumbles down with screaming and fear, she dives under him and catches him on her back. And then she flies higher. And then she makes a somersault a few times to help this little eaglet to know, I will never leave you. I will never fail you. I'm there when you try to spread your wings. I am not cruel to you. I try to teach you. That's what the logic about this whole story is. How to fly and pick up the current of the 2024 wind that God wants to lift you. After a few times, this little eaglet starts flapping and discovers suddenly the current, he picks it up and starts flying. And then he realizes, I will not be discouraged. I will no longer be in fear. And this is what God said, Have not I, verse 9, commanded you? Listen. Be strong, vigorous, and very courageous, be not afraid. Listen the way how God spoke in sequence. Be strong. Then you mention fear later. Fear tries to take over your strength from the word of God. How many times did God tell Joshua, be strong, verse 9, uh, verse 6, Verse 5, I will not fail you or forsake you. 6, be strong, confident, and of good courage, for you shall cause the people to inherit the land. Verse 7, only you be strong and very courageous. Verse 8, this book, this is the key. The book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. You shall meditate on it day and night. And what did we say? Meditation is the avenue through which information becomes revelation. So that you may observe and do according to it, to all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall deal wisely, and you will have good success. This is the, the landing part. I said I'm coming. This is the airplane is on the runway. Get back in track with your life. Listen. Get back on track with your life. You feel defeated. Here's the word. Be the eagle. It's faith by faith. Focus and when we discourage, we focus on the inside, that voices. There's so many voices. I can tell you we deal with voices all the time. That's why Scripture says be transformed, hell, by changing the voices. That voices in your mind keep on saying negative things. Keep on telling you about your limitations. That voice wants to lead you on the old path where it's comfortable because that's Satan's way. He first needs to steal the word and he does it with the deceitfulness and with the pleasures and with all the stuff that the world brings you. All these things that's going on. And while God gives you an opportunity the script of life, we need to go back to that. Sometimes we write our own script for our own movie, and we're responsible. 
Deuteronomy chapter 30 after close when Moses is going to die. And God used him to write this down. The word needs to be near you. In your mind. In your heart. And in your mouth. Because I hold before you today. Death and life. The curse and the blessing. But you choose. It's that choices. When God spoke me to me to come to Cape Town. I had a significant ministry running. On the East Rand in Benoni. Busy building new church apartment complex was driving a Jaguar XJ6 established comfortable in my comfort zone I came to preach in Cape Town now my the toy side of the family are all Cape Townians all that reformed Germanese or actors So I preach here next to that little N1 church that I end up as a pop store later. My first was a disaster. And then God made me a pastor to become a devil blaster. There's a handful of people this morning in the 8 o'clock, Maria, what we call Sissy. She was here. She's already a grandmother. She was a little girl. I preached there and say, thank you, Cape Town. This is my last scene. I never want to see Cape Town ever again. But this one lady, I was going through pictures yesterday. Tanim Gelderblom. Antiblomiki. We called her Antiblomiki. She phones me. She said, I was praying. And I had these two ladies prayed. Now that day when I preached, there was more than the three. She said, God said, you're the man. I said, I rebuke you, you devil. I'm not going to Cape Town. I'm comfortable right now where I am. I'm established. I got this property and this buildings and stuff. I'm not going. So then she phones again. She's on my case. See, there's God keeps on knocking. Don't think you feel it's irritating. It's God trying to get your attention. Because time is running out. The five foolish virgins, why are they called foolish? Not because of the oil. They wasted time. As they went to buy the oil, the bridegroom came. So oil was not their problem. It was delayed time. Delayed obedience is complete disobedience. I had the greatest miracles in my life when I followed God's instruction immediately. I had the greatest mishaps in my life when I disobey that moment. Then she said, you the man. So the next time the phone ring and I pick up and I heard her, hello, hello. I said, this is the answering machine of uh, 011-913-446. I am not available right now. Please leave a message at the beep. Then I went, beep. She said, Pastor, is it you? I know that voice. Is it you? Then I one day said, yes, it's me. She said, I was just at the point because then she first, the first few times she left a message so I know what she was saying. She said, there's no way that you can run away from God. She said, we've tried every angle of life. God said, you're the man. I was fighting. I was driving this beautiful blue Jaguar. 
in Cheppy Street in Choburg. And as I turn, the thing backfired. And the next moment, fire and smoke came out of the bonnet. And I said, yes, Lord, I'll go, I'll go. The person sitting next to me and said, because they all think I'm a bit crazy. What craziness is this? I go, I go. I said, you don't understand. The bush is burning. God's trying to get Moses' attention to go. Then I bargained with God. I said, God, I'll go anywhere in Cape Town. But please, not cry from time. Now, never tell God who you don't want and where you don't want to go. And I heard the Lord say, that's exactly where I'm sending you. If you tell God, you give him a big idea. And here I am. I've seen communities impact, lives change. So many people are out of this ministry into the full-time ministry in different parts of the world. Successful and significant because the eaglets need to rewrite the script of your life. And the script is this morning, God said, I will never leave you. What's that enemy? The enemy is disobedience that's connected to self-importance. We live in a world where self is so important. I've learned God can never do anything with us if I let go of myself. This ministry is heading for great stuff. Great, great, great. Greater than you've ever seen in 2024. Great. I didn't say good. I said great. Great is the good is the greatest enemy to great. Listen. The script of life. We all the time try to rewrite our own lives. I tried it. Then it doesn't work out. The parable of the sower. It's time to get back to God's original script for your life. Stay humble or you're going to stumble. Forgive. Never judge. Never be boastful or proudful. Never live for self. The evil thing that torpedo so many people in their life was the I, me, and myself, the evil trinity. This morning, time to let your fear go. It's time to say, God, we did it on Christmas evening, saying like a Mary. That's okay, that's okay. Saying like a Mary, let it be done unto the hand servant of the Lord. Mary said that, and then she need to surrender. Not committed. You can be committed to anything and still be a devil. But when you surrendered, it was during the revival one night. My heart was broken. I've seen great miracles. Was battling a situation. I knelt there. That night I said, God, here is the Isaac. I'm willing to put Isaac on the altar tonight. It's the Isaacs that crept in your heart. 
means good they there. But God said, if you love me more than anything, you will do my word. You will keep my commandment. Because the script and this I've never, as long as I've been preaching, this morning, God gave me this word. He said, it's time to turn back to the original script because we try to write our own scripts and it cannot satisfy. Your own script has many plans in a man's heart but it's only the purposes of God that will prevail. There sits a the gentleman at the back. He's got silver hair. There's a lady next to him. If you know, sir, you sit like, yes, the hand of the Lord's upon you this morning. God said, I'm bringing you out of that dry place. For you as a family, things that was unanswered, it's going to be answered through the word. God said, I've got a great plan for your life, for both of you and everybody connected to that family. This is your breakthrough morning. You nearly was not here, but God this morning ordained you to be here. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you, but it's going to cost that surrender. The hurts, and the disappointments hear the word of the Lord of the past. God said, let it go. As you let go, God can let go this morning. In this building, to come to that place to say, I surrender. I am willing, God, that to turn back to your script for my life. I'm tired of writing my own script. And that night when I stood up, I mean, we've seen the dead raised here, money manifest, man died outside, he was raised. I had two people that was raised from the dead that by the grace of God came and testified in this service. We've seen cancers healed and people got out of wheelchairs and the glory cloud. But that night I realized when I stood up, I could face tomorrow. Because I know it was not just the commitment, it was the surrender. And this morning, if you're in that place to say, God, I am willing to surrender. I'm taking your script and embrace your plan tired of doing my own script because I always had to add on but this morning so that I can be planted like the tree like the cedar of Lebanon my word that will stand majestic powerful like the palm tree when the storm came that I will remain standing and be victorious. If you're that person, will you stand with me? In the service this morning. Can you imagine the agony That Jesus' mother had and the disciples when they saw him nailed. The blood. But he said, I love you so much. I'd rather die so that I can live, that you can live with me. 
Jesus. Let's just raise our hands in this building. This is the most vital minutes. Jesus, we worship you. Say after me, say, Lord Jesus. Say again, Lord Jesus. I have heard your word this morning. This word spoke to my heart. And I want to protect it. I'm surrendering. Forgive me, Lord, if I was fighting against your assignment. But this morning I hand over. I take the script of my life that you gave me. And I'm going to do it. I let go of every enemy of faith. I forgive those that trespass against me, that hurt me, that disappoint me. Lord, anything they did, I drop it and I let it go. I let go of offense. I let go of all these mechanisms that I put up not to yield to the assignment because I am finishing 2023 not defeated not without hope but to be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might Jesus thank you I am an eagle I'm spreading my wings and it's your word and the spirit that lifts me up this morning into dimensions I've never been in before. From this day on, I will be led by your spirit. Let my emotions be renewed and my mind according to the word. That's why I can declare this morning, I am what the word says I am. I can do what the word says I can do. I will achieve what the word says I will achieve. And I can have what the word says I can have because I am redeemed. I am set free this morning. I take my liberty. I take the finished work. I thank you for the blood. It's no longer I that liveth, but Christ who lives in and through me. Thank you for your love that I can display love in the name of Jesus. Lord Jesus, let the world see this morning that I am your child. I am your disciple by my love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Let's give the Lord a hand. Let's give the Lord a hand. Let's give the Lord a hand. Turn to somebody, say you're victorious. Now turn to somebody. Say you're victorious, you are an overcomer, you are a champion, you're going to make it in this life. God is on your side, nothing can be against you because you are surrendering unto the great plan and the will of the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Pastor Alberto, will you come and close in prayer for us? Tonight, 10.30 be here, bring somebody with, invite your family, God can save them let's pray, Jesus name Heavenly Father in Jesus name we say thank you for your words, thank you for your glory, for your presence Father, this is the last day and I pray for all people can move victoriously strong in Christ Jesus thank you Father for your goodness for your power Thank you for your mercy, Father. I pray for divine protection of every family in this house, in this ministry. I pray, O oh Lord, for me. I plead for the blood of Jesus, for this church, hallelujah, for Western Cape, for nation of South Africa, in the nation, in the name of Jesus Christ. 
Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, Father. We are praying, hallelujah, for people move as a covenant people in Jesus' almighty name. We say thank you, for, hallelujah, for everything that you have done. We say thank you, hallelujah, for your word that, hallelujah, moving in our hearts. Only producing fruits and more fruits, Father, in the name that is above all names. Father, I pray for people that is coming tonight, my Lord. I pray for divine communion in this place, Lord. Holy Spirit, hallelujah, touch everyone, hallelujah. Electrify this congregation mightily with your power in the name of Jesus Christ. We say thank you, Father. Our highs is only in you, O Lord, because in you we are more conquerors in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lead your people, because the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. In this hour, Father, I decree might anointing for all people here. Hallelujah, in Jesus' almighty name. Father, your word said that all knees shall bow, your tongue confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord. Jesus, you are the Lord of our life. You are the Lord of this church. You are the Lord of South Africa. You are the Lord of the nations. Hallelujah. Let your name, hallelujah, every, every day, Father, be honored, hallelujah, for the glory and honor of your great name. We say thank you, Holy Spirit. We dismiss your people, O Lord, with blessing in Jesus' almighty name. Amen.